I just have to say one of the things that I've really noticed within my own mothering journey, but just talking to a whole plethora of moms in my practice is when our kids get sick, we tend to get a little stressed out about it, right? Now, there's different level of illnesses that come and go. The illness that I'm talking about primarily is we want our kids to be able to get sick, move through the illness, and then get better, right? That's the natural progression. We don't want our kids to get immensely sick that we need medical attention, but that's why we have hospitals and doctors that are ready to serve us if that should happen. So one of the worst things we can do is to be stressed about them being sick. So we need to be there to take care of them and stay calm. And I will say that this really helps with the decision-making process versus when we are in fear and anxiety. When we're in fear and anxiety, when our children are sick, it clouds our judgment and we often will extrapolate the severity of symptoms versus not. So I'm not saying don't trust your intuition, follow your intuition, mama, for sure, but just know that your kids getting sick, it's a perfectly normal thing to have happen, especially with going back to school or daycare. Welcome to She Empowers the Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Kayla Lucas. I'm a mom of two, a family-focused chiropractor, a trailblazing entrepreneur, and a holistic mindset queen. I am on a mission to empower women to lead themselves and their families to greater health and wellness in their personal lives and businesses. Each week, I'm sharing inspiring content that will give you the tools to navigate your own wellness journey, grow your businesses, expand your mind, and take care of the ones you love. This is your space to feel supported, inspired, and empowered. Let's get into it. Hello, beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of She Empowers the Podcast. Thank you for being here today. This is our She Shine segment for the month of September. And I can't believe that I'm saying that it's already September. I feel like summer just flew by. And although there were so many things that happened in my summer, I really just feel like it was a blip. And September is this new beginning, right? This new school year. People are getting back into routine. We may have more on our plates with extracurriculars. We may be coming off holidays. And some people just feel excited to say goodbye to summer. I am not one of those people. I really like a new season, but I do feel like summer is just such a blip. It's so, so quick and it's gone too soon. So I hope you had an amazing summer and I hope that you're finding your footing, getting back into a new routine. Maybe your kids are going back to school. Maybe your kids are going to school for the first time. Really with a new school year and a new season upon us, I really wanted to discuss some practical tips to help you help your kiddos start the school year on a really healthy foot. One thing that I really noted during the pandemic was this massive increase and frequency of viral infections. And maybe this is something you've noticed as well. There are more things, you know, going around, more atypical behavior in the amount of bacteria and viruses that were swarming around us. I feel like my kids were sick all the time. I feel like a lot of parents in my practice, they were really noting that as well. Their kids were getting sick all the time. And I think some theories behind this was just because we were you know, indoors more, we were less exposed. And this really increased our immune response when we were reintegrating back into our normal day to day, you know, living in society. Plus, during that time, we didn't 
really do a lot of healthy things. We were stuck in our homes, so maybe we were on screen time more, maybe not eating as well. We were a little bit more stressed overall. That takes a toll on the immune system. We were especially mentally stressed out, maybe using more products like hand sanitizer that just deplete our immune systems and our immune abilities. And so I think that's why we've seen the increase. I think things are leveling off now, but I want us just kind of touch on some of the things that we can do as parents to give our kids the best start to the school year and some of the ways we can be more proactive in prevention of viruses and bacteria coming into our homes at a higher frequency. So I really don't ever want to say on here that kids getting sick is abnormal. It's not. But in reality, our kids need to get sick. They need this to improve the function and the strength of their immune system. On average, kids get sick about six to eight times a year. I know it's not fair. It really sucks to even know that statistic. But how we can prevent illness going back to school and having them in the healthiest state as possible is our responsibility as parents. So if they are coming into contact with viruses and bacteria, then we are taking proactive steps to be preventative in that manner. So before I kind of dive into some of the things that I'm going to share with you in terms of getting our kids into the healthiest state possible, I really think it's important to note that we have a lot of control. We have a lot of control over specific things like our diet and our day-to-day toxins that we are coming into contact with. There is an acronym that I love using when I'm talking about health. It's called the SEEDS of health. So SEEDS is the acronym, stress is the first, environment, exercise, diet, and sleep. So these are kind of the pillars of health, and these are the themes that keep coming up over and over and over again. Many studies have been done on all of these parameters in terms of building health, and the results show so much benefit when we are being proactive in regards to how we are living in a day-in and day-out basis. So as I've unpacked my own parenting journey, one thing that I've had to get really comfortable with is reading labels. And I think this is one area upon which you can really strengthen your own intuition, but as well as your knowledge in regards to what you are putting in and on your body, but what you are also offering your children. A really huge problem in our society right now is this rise in chronic disease rate. And right now, one out of every two kids has a chronic disease. As a chiropractor, that statistic makes me super sad because I know that 50 years ago, these numbers were nowhere near what they are today. And this is not our genetics changing substantially, it is our environment. And we know this, and this this is good news, actually. It sucks that we have this statistic and this progression of chronic disease in our youth and in our kiddos, but the good news is that we have control over some really core pieces of the puzzle for what helps us create a resilient and adaptable and strong nervous system. And you guys know me that I'm a big fan of having a well-adjusted spine because I believe in the power of having a connected brain and body via that nervous system. So besides chiropractic, I'm going to share a few things. There is this massive division um, between Western and Eastern medicine, natural and medical, and even sometimes the medical system and parents. There's a lot more of telling versus do this the one way 
but we need to normalize that we have options, okay? We have options as parents. We need to find this synergy between both systems because we are failing if kids are becoming more and more and more chronically ill. So as parents, we need to refocus on prevention and being proactive during all seasons, not necessarily just the going back to school season, but while also we have to take responsibility over what we can do as parents to help our children's health thrive. So I'm going to share a few things. The first and foremost thing, I mentioned toxins and food. Food is medicine. We hear this all the time. It's a common sense concept, but we are bombarded with a whole host of toxic food and corrupted food that is convenient, that is easy for us to kind of get through our day and our week, but it's not necessarily offering the best source of nourishment. I feel like we need to take radical responsibility in terms of, I'll hear things like people will say things like, you know, like, I don't really know much about it. It costs a lot of money. I understand from the financial perspective why it is difficult to often have more nourishing whole foods within our home because it costs more. It does. It's not fair. It's not right. It's just the nature of the beast. However, the food you give your kids, the food you nourish your own body with, that is what grows their bodies. That is what allows your body to heal and function the way that it's supposed to. So I really have to stress the focusing on whole foods. I think this really goes back to what nature intended. If it's alive, it's probably better for you to consume than something that is processed, most definitely. Oftentimes, one thing that can be really challenging and really overwhelming as a parent is there's all this propaganda and all this marketing with food that is different characters and different themes and colors that really offers very little nourishment at all. Much of the time when you're reading the labels, there's long words that you don't even understand. And so my message is really, we need to get back to just consuming foods that are alive, packing lunches for our kids, getting creative with recipes that we're incorporating into our daily meals and snacks in order to nourish their bodies. Now, this seems like common sense, but it is challenging just based on our food industry and how the food industry is sort of running our pharmaceutical company as well. So I don't want to get into some of the controversial sides of those conversations, but just knowing that as a parent, do your absolute best to have things be homemade or source them from actual you know, farmers or go to different local farmers markets or grow your own food or purchase organic when you can. This is so important as we are putting our kids back into the school year, packing them lunches that have a lot of good nutrients so that they are able to fuel their bodies, but also focus in on their extracurriculars as well as their academic performance. The second thing that I would encourage you to do is to reduce your toxic load. And so this comes with products we are using in regards to our hygiene, our cleaning products, things that we're using for our laundry, it's all going to impact the toxic load. And and one thing that we're struggling with is I can't control the air quality outside of my home, but I can control it within my home. So even incorporating things like air purifiers, um, diffusers, using essential oils, products like this that are going to help reduce that toxic load. It takes a bit of time and it takes a bit of intention, but it is possible to get rid of these toxins. And we also, okay, I don't want to make it sound doom and gloom. Everybody can handle some level of toxic load, right? We have organs that help us detox, but we are sort of at the point where that stress on the nervous system 
is higher than what we can tolerate. So we have to make it a priority to do whatever we can to help our kids be the strongest that they can be. And all of this takes is awareness and being conscious and making a 1% change here and a 1% change there. All of it adds up. So instead of all of this micro dosing of products that are often utilized in our homes, check the label, get familiar with different chemicals, different labels that you feel you understand. And, and this is not something that you do overnight. This is something that I am still evolving for myself because as a chiropractor, I understand chemical toxicity on the nervous system and what it does to the stress of our bodies and how it causes more dis- dis-ease and dysfunction and dysregulation to happen. So start reading labels, look things up and get familiar with what you have in your home currently and how you can make even just a 1% small change to a more natural product or to something that is going to be better suited for your family long term. Another thing that we need to focus on is supplementation. So I've talked a little bit about supplementation on the podcast in the past. One thing that happens as we're going into these fall slash winter months is, well, specifically with where I live, I live in Canada. Much of the areas geographically around my surrounding community is we have long winters and shorter summers. So I think it's really important if you're not an advocate for supplementing all year round, that can come with its own risk. Is it necessary? You know, there's a lot of controversial or debate even around that. But even if you're doing some seasonal supplementation, I think this is also a really good place to start. Vitamin D3, I can't talk about this vitamin enough. It's actually a hormone. It's a fat-soluble vitamin that is there to help your immune system get stronger. It is beneficial for the prevention of chronic disease and illness, and it's going to help with things like seasonal affective disorder, which is where we get more into those winter months. We have more blues setting in, and so vitamin D naturally most people are deficient in, especially living in Canada. So get some vitamin D in your home that you are going to be utilizing for your kiddos. Just a side note, a liquid supplement is generally going to be better than a capsule that has more additives in it, and it's going to absorb faster into the liver and into the bloodstream via oral intake. Another really good vitamin is omega-3s. So omega-3s are a fatty acid. You know, a lot of the good sources that we see come from fish like anchovies, mackerel, and sardines. But I am not a person and nor are my children people who want to consume that type of fish on the regular. So we have to source with omega-3. It helps reduce inflammation in the nervous system. It promotes a strong, healthy immune response. But it's also really good for your brain health, your bone health, your digestive health, your reproductive health. So the effects of omega-3 supplementation go far beyond just reducing inflammation. But we know inflammation is the precursor to any disease, any virus, any bacteria entering entering our body. So we want to have these tools in the kit that help us not only supplement our kids properly, but just encourage all of these deficiencies that we can have and then supplement accordingly. I hope that makes sense. I'm also a huge advocate of probiotics because, again, so much toxic food, 90% of your immune system lies within your digestive tract, your microbiome. So we want to be replenishing the microbiome with pre and probiotics on a regular basis in order to have good digestion, good immune response, and just sort of clearing out all of the bad bacteria and recolonizing all of the good bacteria. 
Zinc is another great supplement as well through these fall and winter months. Again, going to help with immunity. Elderberry syrup is just one thing that I have in the kit. If my kids get sick, we're definitely using elderberry syrup. You can make your own elderberry syrup. You can purchase elderberry syrup. But in any regard, these are just things to have on hand should illness hit. And it will, right? We know we can't prevent our kids from getting sick. It's not a realistic goal. There's no way to stop it. So let's arm ourselves with some of these products that are going to help us. Magnesium is probably the last one that I'm going to touch on. Most of our kiddos today are notoriously magnesium deficient because a lot of the foods that we're consuming don't have a lot of magnesium in them. So magnesium is going to help with digestion. It can also help with nerve and muscle function. A lot of kids will complain of growing pains. Magnesium is a really great thing to add in. It's also going to help with their circadian rhythm and their sleep. And we know if you know, that pillar of health is sleep is part of that. We need to do things to help our kids have the best sleeps possible because that is where so much of our healing happens on a regular and consistent basis. I just have to say one of the things that I've really noticed within my own mothering journey, but just talking to a whole plethora of moms in my practice is when our kids get sick, we tend to get a little stressed out about it, right? Now, there's different level of illnesses that come and go. The illness that I'm talking about primarily is we want our kids to be able to get sick, move through the illness, and then get better, right? That's the natural progression. We don't want our kids to get immensely sick that we need medical attention, but that's why we have hospitals and doctors that are ready to serve us if that should happen. So one of the worst things we can do is to be stressed about them being sick. So we need to be there to take care of them and stay calm. And I will say that this really helps with the decision-making process versus when we are in fear and anxiety. When we're in fear and anxiety, when our children are sick, it clouds our judgment and we often will extrapolate the severity of symptoms versus not. So I'm not saying don't trust your intuition, follow your intuition, mama, for sure, but just know that your kids getting sick, it's a perfectly normal thing to have happen, especially with going back to school or daycare. We need to really change this narrative and see that our kids getting sick is normal. We don't need to feel like we've failed them. So shifting that context will be helpful for us parents to just refocus on the role we have to take a proactive approach to building health for our kiddos. So before we end today's episode, I want to leave you with some things that you can do right now that is going to help your kids start the year on a good foot. So read every single label and really understand what you are reading. I think that's a really important thing. Read labels and focus on foods first. Secondly, incorporate some supplementation through the seasons upon which your kids are going to be more exposed or more at risk of developing viral or bacterial infections. And I think another thing is model good eating habits yourself. So if you're eating well, a whole food diet, your kids are going to start to normalize that. There's this discrepancy and confusion that happens if mom is eating this and kids are eating this. And I often hear that from people. Make the same meal. Your kids are not going to starve. If they are not liking something, keep re-exposing them to it because that's, this is how they develop a palate for different foods, right? A lot of parents are like, well, they only want to eat crackers. They only want to eat rice. They only want to eat this. You know, those things are okay in moderation, but we really want to refocus on giving them different 
palettes of food all of the time. Because for me personally, when I first tried sushi, I hated it. I think it was probably the 15th time that I tried sushi. Now I'm a sushi lover. So Sushi is maybe a bad example, but I'm just saying as you are the parent, make sure you're modeling behavior that is going to be consistent with what you want them to normalize for their health and just their future. And lastly, as you are building your own wellness kit, I think it's really important to have different practitioners, therapists that are a part of your wellness team. So y'all know that I'm a huge fan of chiropractic. I said that before on the podcast. I also think it's really good to have a practitioner who's more affiliated with homeopathy. So we have a homeopathic doctor for our family and consulting with these people, you really get a good vibe that they're giving you tools and resources. So should your kids get sick, they're offering you options that are beyond pharmaceutical. Now this is going to depend on your philosophy. For me personally, I've said before on the podcast, it's really important to me that that chemical load, that chemical toxicity is limited and reduced as much as possible for my kids. So I know chemically that there's going to be some havoc that comes with antibiotic use that wreaks havoc on the gut and the digestive system as well as the immune system. So having different types of therapists and doctors in your wheelhouse that you can consult with that is going to give you alternatives or different options is a game changer. And it really gives you more confidence in yourself as the parent when you see things happening in your kids' health and you want to find solutions that are going to be in alignment with how you parent and your own philosophical worldview. And if you're tuning into this podcast, I'm assuming that you want to have some more natural, holistic, you know, things at your disposal, as well as having different practitioners. So naturopathic doctors and reflexologists and massage therapists and all of these different modalities that we can have at our disposal that help us not only build a strong, resilient immune system, but we start to really educate our kids in a different manner in regards to how to build health. We as parents just have so much potential to integrate and program whatever we want our kids to believe as normal and whatever we want our kids to know about health. We have so much control over this. Take radical responsibility, make the changes, make the shifts, continue to learn about things that you don't know about. And this is how we change the face of our future health, the future health of our children and future generations to come. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share it with a mama who needs to hear it and leave your feedback by leaving me a five-star review of the show so that we can further grow this podcast. I hope you have an amazing start to September and the new season, and I will catch you guys next week on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening the whole way through on She Empowers the Podcast. Make sure to subscribe anywhere you are listening to podcasts. And if you happen to have iTunes, would you do me a favor and leave a five-star review of the show so more women can learn about what we are doing over here. You can also copy this link and share it on your social media and tag me at sheempowers.co. That is the way we get these beautiful messages out to more and more souls around the world. Thank you so much for being a part of the She Empowers community. Until next time, go lead with love and joy.